Hello, and welcome back to Dive In with Exo, Swimmer Girl Exo, um, otherwise known as Catherine. I am her. Uh, am, my TikTok username is Exo, Swimmer Girl Exo, and so that is why we are going to dive on in um, every week in this podcast. I hope everyone's had a great week. I just came back from a family vacation that I take. Um, I haven't taken in a bit. My family and I haven't gone away since um, COVID, but we are all vaccinated and boosted. And so we went away and it was really nice. And it got me thinking about traditions in general um, and how like time and whatever is time, you know, like I feel like as human beings, we like to have touch points in life. Like that's, we like to say like, oh, every Christmas or every, every Easter or every, every X, Y, Z because I think it makes us feel like we have more control in the fact that we have no control in anything. And so you can like look back and reflect. And as if you're new here, you may not know, but if you know me from TikTok or know me from these podcasts, you know that I reflecting is really what I do all the time. I'm constantly thinking, um, I don't need a, I don't need a tradition you would think to reflect on, but I think it's easy or easier to be reflective of different periods of time in your life in comparison to some constant. And so the constant being like a tradition of going away or I don't know what you make on a holiday or what you do on any anything you pick any day. I think you're getting the point here. Um, and so I've been reflecting and on the flight back, I, we went out of the country. Um, and so on the flight back, we didn't have Wi-Fi. I also, also we're going to touch a lot of like pop culture topics today, I think. Well, that's what the goal is going to be. I have ADHD, so I don't know if I'll be able, I want to be realistic with my expectations here, but we flew, um, I always fly, we're going to be very pop culture heavy, I think. Anyway, I always fly JetBlue. Like I've always flown JetBlue growing up. Um, they were the first airline to have TVs. Uh, I mean, I've probably flown not, but I've just flown them a lot. Um, we would take them to, to Disney all the time. And I am a Disney, you know what, before, if, if it hasn't been clear already, I don't identify as a Disney adult, but my family is a Disney family and it is part of us. And I don't think it's that surprising if you think that much about like me, but if it is, that's us. Um, so we take JetBlue to Disney. And so we flew JetBlue back and they always have, they were like the first to have FlyFi. So you normally have Wi-Fi on board, but because we left the United States, we didn't. So I was just literally, it was me and my um, camera roll and like two books and uh, so I was doing a lot of reflecting and it made me realize that this time last year, like I'm recording this on Monday, April 18th, um, because my flight was delayed, so I didn't record it Sunday. Um, my flight was delayed. Sorry. I feel like I just mumbled that. Monday, April, or it wasn't Monday, whatever. April 18th of 2021. I didn't have bangs yet. I didn't have bangs yet. I wanted bangs. I've had bangs before. I grew up with bangs. Um, I actually don't have bangs in my profile picture here, which is kind of funny because a lot of my childhood, I ended up having bangs <laughs> in case you're wondering. Uh, and at different points in my life, I've like, I would do this thing. My mom would always say like, I would cut my hair really short out of the blue. I like a lot of change crazy with ADHD. And so I would like cut my hair really short, but it wouldn't be because I wanted it short. It would be because I wanted a change. I had bangs. Um, when I was really young, I had like the side bang thing. And then in, after college, I cut bangs and I was dating someone who didn't like them and I didn't really want them. And so I just grew them back out. And so I had been thinking about cutting bangs for over a year before I did them. I remember feeling a little like, I think I'd like them. And at the time when I first originated the thought, which would have been April of 20, what is it? 2022. So 
April of 2020, I was like, I think I want some bangs. I was living with a boyfriend at the time and I was very unsure of myself at the time. So I was like, I was in the place of my life, which I've been for a lot of my life. Um, and there's nothing wrong in different places of life where I was canvassing many opinions. Um, excuse me. I just burped. I'm so sorry. I just had lunch. It was so good. But anyway, I apologize for the burp. At that period of my life, I was canvassing so many opinions. And I think it was because not that it matters. You don't need a point to be doing something, but I think it was because I felt uncomfortable sitting with mine. And so I had asked people and they're like, I don't know if you really want bangs. Like I was asking my boyfriend at the time was like, didn't literally didn't know if I was coming or going, like never noticed anything on me, but he was like, that would look bad on you. Anyway, over a year later, I had asked people, and these are people who I cared about their opinion at the time, um, because I was too afraid to make an opinion of myself, whatever. So I just never got them. And then it came to April of 2021. I had ended a three-year relationship with someone that I had lived with, a decision I did on my own. When I ended that relationship, I was like, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to just, I do this um, in therapy. We talk about it, me and my therapist. Um, and we talked about it for a bit that like life with me is collecting data on myself. Like I have so many hyper focuses in life uh, because I have ADHD and that's just, I either hyper focus or I don't focus at all. Um, and I wanted to become one of my own hyper focuses. I thought that that could be smart. And so for me, I'm trying to make a point of focusing on data and what makes me happy, X, Y, Z. And so I was living alone and I just one day, it's actually the end of May. I'll probably address this in the end of May, but I don't know. In the end of May, I was like, uh, I think I was going to get bangs. And like at lunch, I went across the street um, from where I live. There's like an, a, there's a hair salon there. And I, I made an appointment for a bang trim. They're like, yeah, it's like 30 bucks. And I'm like, hey, uh, they're like, oh, you need a, I'm like, I know don't have them. So I just want you to give me them. And then I got them and I felt like me, it was so fun. And everyone was like shocked to my life. And they're like, oh my God. And I think the most surprising thing with me, which tends to be the most surprising thing in my life, is my consistency with them because I've had them for over a year and they are my favorite, one of my favorite parts about me. Um, I also seem to be insecure about that. Like it's a big insecurity of mine, not bangs, but the consistency. Because I remember getting them and someone was like, you'll grow them back out. And I think um, with ADHD, sticking to a task can be hard because um, of the intensity, right? Like I either hyper-focus or I don't focus. So to some people like sticking with a task isn't as hyper-focused as my normal. It's like a middle that I, that's just not normal for me. Um, I remember getting bangs and somebody was like, oh, you're going to grow them out. I'm like, no. And I haven't. So kind of weird. And it's also weird if we look back in time about how much can happen in a year. Um, I cut bangs at the end of May in 10, 2020, 2021, sorry. Um, posted my first TikTok. I think I posted a TikTok in like, I don't know, probably pre-bang. Um, and then I just deleted them. And then I posted my first TikTok about like the MBA program that I had posted in September. So um, that was kind of like funny for me. Like there's so much that can happen in such a short period of time. And it's just, it's so, it's just so funny. Sorry. I feel like someone's at my door. Um, I just have to get this. So give me one quick sec. Be right back. You're not going to notice. It, nobody was at my door. I don't know why I would lie to you. It was my boyfriend. Um, I love him. He's the best. Um, he's so cute. Yeah. And like now think about this, right? So I was in two, me two years ago at this like seed origination of an idea, like the seed of an idea of maybe I'll get bangs. I was in a relationship where I, my most constant feelings were like dread. I felt like I had made a decision and I had to stick with it, which, wow, I've just realized on this pod with, on this call with you guys, um, 
the thing about ADHD is the thing about ADHD is I think I've always been insecure that I can't stick to something. And I think out of spite, I have stuck to things that no longer serve me to try and prove some point that I am like everybody else. And none of us are alike. Um, if we were all alike, life would be really boring. Um, wow. Thanks for that breakthrough guys. That was really helpful. Yeah. Me two years ago, uh, during COVID was sad and scared at the beginning of COVID in 2020. And I felt like life was really dull. It felt very like gray. And I am in such a fulfilling place right now. That doesn't mean it's always easy. Like I want to make a point to be transparent on here. And I said this last week, but like, I think that there's a lot of stuff online about toxic positivity and I totally believe that it exists. And I just don't want to set a standard that's for me, it's not so much toxic positivity, but it's setting realistic expectations for myself has really helped me. And I want to do that for you guys too. And so like, I think that all humans experience every emotion, happy, sad, angry, confused, frustrated. Like we will never not experience all of them, even the uncomfortable ones, because then we wouldn't be human. And so like, it's not that I never experience uncomfortable emotions. Like I experienced them like I did when I was very, very unhappy in life. But the overall emotion or the most consistent emotion I feel is not dread, which was what I felt then. And I'm in a relationship with someone, sorry for just coughing at your face, um, that I literally couldn't conceptualize then. Like the vacation I just went on with my family, I have gone on that um, for a bit. And in looking at that timeline, I have been in two different relationships that weren't Nick. And both times, like I was like so dreadful and the I just, I don't know. Honestly, a lot of life through the lens of loving Nick has been cool because like falling in love with him and seeing how he makes me feel is all the things that I used to read about and dream about, like (laughs) cross my fingers about. Know implicitly that like for love, like love makes me feel more like me. Knowing that, even though I didn't feel that way, you know, even when I was with other people, it was like a weird disconnect. I'm like, but love makes you feel more you. So I don't know, maybe one or maybe this is me. For me, the love I feel with Nick is the, I mean, he gives me like a lot of things, but the assurance that I am who I am, that I feel with him is something I have never felt with anybody. Like I am very decisive. I have ADHD, but at the same time, I think a lot of my life, I have been a little distrustful of my own instinct because I am impulsive. Like that's what ADHD is. It's like an, it's uh, executive functioning disorder that affects the, uh, all of the executive functionings. I mean, that's why they're exe- executive, everything, but the decision-making part of the brain and I talk fast, I do everything fast and doing that has made me hurt, get hurt sometimes. And I think when you have those experiences and you're still learning for me, like still learning what ADHD was and how, how it is me and I am it and like where it starts and where I end all of those things for a large chunk of time. I thought that I could beat it in a weird way. Like I was like, no, 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 I am too impulsive. So I'll try and teach myself not to be. And so that led with a lot of like, that led me to feel really distrustful of myself. And I think I was looking externally for people to make me trust me in like X, Y, and Z. Anyway, this year I have done a lot of, um, I've done a lot. I've done not done a lot. I've spent a lot of time with me, which has been time very well spent. And I was always like sure of, I was already sure of myself, but I think it's, it also is a little easier to me 
for a little easier for me to be sure of myself, not in comparison to anyone, not in comparison to an audience. And I think a lot of times for me, relationships have felt like a performance for me. Um, not the whole thing, but just, I think it's, it comes back to the ADHD hyperfocus. Like it's kind of a fun escape. And I don't think I was conscious of doing it when I would do it. It doesn't mean I've never loved people before, Nick, like I have. Um, but I think that I've read a lot about how people with ADHD when not medicated are, are uncomfortable with themselves. And I think that just like being myself was hard in comparison when there's somebody else present, it's also an easier anchor. Maybe I'll be this guy, like this guy does this thing and wants this type of girlfriend. So I'll be like, it's like blank space. And being with Nick just makes me so comfortable being me. And that's a feeling I've never felt with someone I've loved as much as I love him. And I just, for a really long time, I think a lot of the relationships I would engage with were due to the fact that I didn't think this feeling was possible or existed. And so while I want to set realistic expectations for anyone here with ADHD or without it, I think sometimes my, my realism aired on the side of life that was a little duller than what's actually possible. Um, and it's kind of sad and interesting looking back at that for me. Like Nick listens to every single episode I put out of my podcast. Like I know he came on he came on here before and he's going to visit me soon. And when he visits, he will make another appearance. Um, uh, at the beginning of his episode, he was like, I listened to a ton. And then uh, he would like to make like an editor's note or he did that. He, I didn't think he sounded mean. He does. He loves podcasts, like big podcast guy, very routine guy, um, which is stuff I'm really like, I love about him. Um, because routine is something like I just really like in a person. It's something that like benefits me as someone who kind of struggles to have her own routine, it's nice to, I just really, I admire those qualities in him because they're qualities that I don't think I have or I don't have as refined. But he listens to every single episode of my podcast, guys. Like he's gonna listen to this. And he doesn't live near me. He lives in California, if you'd listen to that episode. And so I go to bed and like this premieres earlier for him. And so I will wake up and he will tell me like, he'll be like, you did a great, like he'll listen to every, I used to, I have been begging for attention my whole life. It's not that I haven't gotten it. I also want to make that clear. Um, people with ADHD want, att I want attention. I have a Leo moon. I've just always wanted it. It's something about me. It's something that will always be part of me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting attention. I really don't. A lot of my life, I thought there was something wrong with it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So I think I have been used to feeling like I should earn it in like classrooms before because, you know, ADHD, you can't sit still. And so I'm like fidgeting. And so the attention I would get would be negative. Um, I also said that on a prior episode and I want to be clear. People, kids who have ADHD experience 10,000 times more negative responses. But those responses don't mean like when I say negative, I see this is like a neuro psych um, it was like a case I read. So a negative response can be minute and it doesn't mean that the people are trying to do this to these people. It's just like when you think about sitting in a classroom, like I can't sit still. I compulsively share. I have a more difficult time regulating my emotions than anybody else. I always have at every age and at every size, even when I was very little. And so 
a negative response doesn't have to be someone saying like, I hate you, but it is a response in the neurons in your brain that is trying to curve behavior. And it's sometimes I'm not trying to empathize with like, I'm not trying to minimize or empathize anybody who has been or empathized with an abuser or minimize abuse. I am just saying that the experience of kids with ADHD in the world isn't awesome or wasn't that great compared to others, which is why it's in diagnostic, diagnostic criteria. It's why we're always learning. But I don't mean to try and have, like I'm not trying to say that to you guys so that you think there's like a villain. Like that's just how the experience in this world is right now or has been for people who aren't neurotypical. Like we have kids sit in like classrooms for six hours a day. I can't sit straight. Like I can't sit still. I, I fidget all day. I have found a job that I really like. I love my boss. She's awesome. And she lets me work remotely. And I do my best work pacing because I have like a little motor and that's like how I feel. Like with ADHD, I couldn't do that in the classroom. Like they would be, so it's just, it's like a whole systemic thing. It's not like a personal thing, but I digress. All of the attention I would get because I have ADHD would have been that like what I am currently doing at the moment isn't the right thing to do. doesn't mean it's every, I guess it's not all, but because of my behavioral disorder, a lot of the attention my brain noticed was like, you will get noticed, but when you are noticed, it is negative. It's noticed to like sit straight, raise your hand when you talk. At one point, um, I remember, and I also want to say like, I obviously love my family. They don't, do, they don't, they don't ask to be on a podcast, but it's so cute. And I've talked about this on a podcast before the love and what a mom will do for their child, or at least what my mom did for me growing up is like it's they talk about like I you've heard like the strength of a mother could like lift a car off of her baby the way my mom has stood up for me before with because it's been hard like with parent with teachers and stuff like I just I disrupted class a lot and my mom always like stood up for me I was just thinking about how like in the second grade I had the I think I talked about this on a podcast before I'm gonna need to take notes on these to make sure I'm not repeating stories I'm really sorry but in the second grade oh I wish this was a TikTok live because then you guys could tell me if I was repeating this um that I could only talk twice during the day my mom like heard about that and was like excuse me like my daughter's eight like what is wrong with you um like she has a lot to say it's great um, but yeah, anyway, long way of saying I have been in romantic relationships in which like attention was not easily given to me. And when I didn't feel seen for tons of reasons, I mean, I just told you, like I got bangs and I dated somebody who I, who I lived with, who wouldn't literally wouldn't know if I was coming or going. And I'm dating somebody who listens to every single one of my podcast episodes. And it's not because I send them to him. And it's not because I'm like, can you please listen? Which there's nothing wrong for asking for your needs to be met. It's because he wants to. And it's just so cool because like, especially in the long-term relationship that I ended, I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot about communication because we didn't communicate really well together. And I was figuring out that I had needs that I wanted to be met and that they were totally valid to have my needs wanting to be met, whether it's like talking about like telling somebody if you live together, like if you're going to be gone for like weeks at a time, like X, Y, Z, those are just like hypothetical. And I, I did everything in my power to learn how to communicate. I mean, I was on, I was deep into Reddit. I was, I go to therapy and I originally was going, I was very unhappy, but I was going and trying to learn and reads. I did so much. I tried so hard. And I remember 
one of my best friends that I've ever had. I've had, we've been friends since we were in the fourth. How old are you in the fourth grade? Nine? I actually just got off, got off the phone with her. I remember calling her, face, FaceTiming her crying. And then we would like stay together, whatever. And she remember her telling me like, you know, Catherine, if this relationship doesn't work out, you've learned a lot about communicating and I want you to know I'm proud of you. And I was like, what do you mean if it doesn't work out? Because I have ADHD and um, because for a very long time, I thought that was just like what I was supposed to have. I was supposed to feel that drained and tired and sad. And I have learned a lot. I did learn a lot about communication. I learned a lot about it by not getting it back. And I don't plan on, uh, I don't want to like fully, actually, I don't really have any, I have ADHD. I don't really have plans, guys, okay? Plans aren't my strong suit with ADHD, but it's funny learning so much about communication and practicing that muscle. Like, I feel like you practice the muscle of vulnerability and communication, and then you meet somebody like Nick, and, you know, when you practice communication and vulnerability, it's hard because, you know, sometimes you meet people and they're like, what's wrong with you? And they're mean to you, and they shut you down. And that makes the practicing that much more important to tell yourself that you shouldn't be. I mean, I was shut down for like three years, but now here I am with bangs in my own apartment, dating a guy who does things I don't need to ask him to do. And I wanted to make an episode when we, when he first came on here, I almost wanted to title it and maybe I'll title this one that I apologize to my exes Um, and apology to my ex-boyfriends because a lot of my life, I feel as though I've gotten in fights with people in relationships and it's, I think Gottman, the Gottman Institute says like in all fights, there's like an implicit fight or their fights are not about, and I've known this, I believe me, I, I know this because I've read it. Fights aren't about agreeing with the other person's side. It's not about winning a side. It's about how you treat somebody when you disagree. And the amount of times like in my past relationship that my ex-boyfriend would be like, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And like, that's not, and I would be like, he's just not getting it, whatever. Like that was like a uh, thing that he would say. And a thing that he had every right to say to me because you know, it wasn't good enough for me. Um, <laughs> it wasn't because I didn't believe it, which is whatever. We can unpack that at another period of time. But Nick and I have been dating for a bit and like, it's not like I never, uh, it's not like I always agree with him. Like we have dis- like a disagreeing opinions, but I was talking to him the other day. I have never and not once ever thought as though he's ever done anything to hurt me. And like we have like, I wouldn't even say they're like arguments, but we, we I guess they're healthy disagreements, like conversations. And I, it's just so cool when maybe it's both of us know how to communicate and have grown a lot in our lives to meet each other now. Maybe it's as simple as we have a lot more similarities than people I had dated before. Maybe it's a little bit of magic. Maybe it's all of that together. But all I know is uh, while being seen for everything that I am in a relationship is unfamiliar to me and scary, it is so warm. And I'm starting to understand what my ex-boyfriends meant when they would say I didn't understand them and I didn't believe them because I didn't. I didn't know it at the time, but I also didn't know Nick. And the way he makes me feel, just everything else pales in comparison to him. Like it's not even fair in my opinion to put them on the same plane. And so it's just kind of funny reflecting back in time, you know? 
It's just funny. Anyway, I promise I'll start answering questions on DMs again. I'm sorry I haven't been doing the whole DM question thing. I, I kind of like this video diary or I guess audio diary that we have going on. Makes me feel like you guys get to actually know what's going on in my life and that matters because we're friends. Uh, and I have ADHD, as you know, so I have to share compulsively in like a short span of time. Um, but I did want to say that also I'm going to check. Sorry. I don't know if you just heard something fall. Um, okay. Anyway, I did want to say, um, you guys mean a lot to me and, um, completely lost my train of thought. Crap. Okay. No. In retrospect, blah, blah, blah. Coachella weekend one just happened. I'm sorry I just said blah, blah, blah. That's literally what I say in everyday conversation. Coachella weekend one just happened. And I'd like to make, let the record show this. I am a tourist on and a tourist rising. I don't like crowds. I don't like lines and I don't love dust. I know that objectively I would not enjoy all of Coachella, but I do wish I could go for the outfits. And I saw Emma's post and they're incredible. And they're like, it's not surprising that I love her outfit. My favorite one was the sweatpants. Hot take. I think it's camp. Don't understand why nobody at the Met Gala wore sweatpants and Uggs for like American, the American theme. But anyway, that's all for now. I love you all. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.